0: Join me now and every week as we explore yogic philosophy and apply it to our daily lives. So, with the with the yoga philosophy, there's there's different stages of the yoga philosophy. Um, not, rather, not different stages, but in, in like if you imagine a tree of yoga, there's eight different branches traditionally. And so one of the branches, a foundational branch, is called the Yamas, the Yamas. And those are the the ethical or moral disciplines that are said to be essential to the practice of yoga. So there's a great spiritual teacher uh, named Swami Vivekananda. He passed away in the early 1800s, but he was one of the first yogis to come to the West in 1893. And he said that without the foundation of the yamas, that the, the, the tree of yoga won't bear any fruit. So the tree of yoga won't bear any fruit. And so ultimately, the, what the tree of yoga, what the practice of yoga can bring us is, is peace, is, is awakening of our mind and truthfulness and love in our hearts. And the, that, that can, be a, can come to us through any of the elements of yoga. So if you practice asana or you practice the pranayama or the meditation, regardless of which um, element of yoga you focus in on, you, you can, um, yoga can bring this into your life. But then the key thing being the yamas, that, that you have a solid foundation and so one of the yamas, there's five yamas, and one of them is truthfulness. Truthfulness. So, so with, the, um, with all of the yamas, one of the, the, I, an underlying idea is that, for example, with uh, truthfulness, that you're bringing truthfulness into your being in your thoughts, in your words, and in your actions. So in thought, word, and deed. And when I first read that, it really, a light really went on inside myself about the depth to which you can take that principle. Because normally, in growing up in the Catholic Church and the idea of sin and doing good and doing, um, you know, doing what's right and not what's wrong, Uh, So much of the focus was on the physical action, on on the deed, you know, doing the right thing. But then with the yoga, it challenges you to start to move inward. So, most likely, most of us have stopped physically harming people. You're not hitting people or or hurting them physically physically. But then a more subtle dimension is to not speak ill of people. And speaking ill of people, it doesn't necessarily even have to be at them, like if you yell at someone or get angry at them. That's definite, you know, hurting someone. But it can also be, you can also take it to a subtle level of they don't have to necessarily be there. So speaking ill of someone or gossiping about someone. Because normally we think, oh, you know, I said something mean, but they didn't hear, so it was no harm. But at the yogic level, it it is harming. It is hurtful. And one of the reasons is that at the subtle level, you could say that your thoughts or or your words um, reach out and touch people, even though they're not physically present. But the other element is that When you bring up, let's say, falsehood, that you bring it up and you, you speak it, so you've created something outwardly, a ripple vibration, but also you've like brought up something into yourself. You've brought up that force into yourself. And it's there inside you. It's like you've brought it to life. And now you're going to have to resolve it. You're going to have to deal with it. So, again, a lot of times we think things just exist in the physical and then when it's over, but there's one friend of mine uh, who's a very good friend, but he has a a terrible uh, temper, terrible anger. He'll really, like, uh, he'll bottle things up and then he'll, like, blow up. And inevitably, when he does that, you can see that for, like, two or three days, it really affects him. You know, so... It, it, it's kind of like when you conjure up the genie in the bottle. You know, like in the Fantasia movie. The guy conjures up, and, but all of a sudden, all these things get out of control. He can't control them anymore. All the brooms are going crazy and everything's going crazy. And so it's the same thing within ourselves. We, we, we bring forward or we let swell up these energies of anger and, uh, and then we create them and it wreaks havoc, not just around us, but inside of us. And so truthfulness, being truthful in your actions, being truthful truthful in your words, and that's a big one because a lot of times we can get things that we want if we're deceptive. Sometimes it's easier to get things when you're deceptive. I remember the first time I told a lie, and it it, it was a very actually empowering moment because there was something I wanted, I probably told lies before then, but at the time I remember, I was like eight or nine years old, and I wanted a Popsicle, I think. And someone said, well, have you had one already today? And I had. <laughs> but I said, no, I haven't. And by that simple manipulation of words, I, like, got what I wanted. And I thought, wow, this is really, this is powerful. You know, what I say has a reality to it. But then, after, of course, I feel guilty and also nervous that i 'm going to be found out <laughs> because what if those two people talk to each other then then my my gig is up and so the, um, so there's a power in in deceitful words in not telling the truth, in lying, in deception, and it's a power that our society in some ways Honors or accepts. You know, we accept that certain people are not going to be truthful. And we see them, they, they, can, um, they can flourish sometimes. They can get rich by being deceptive. They can, you know, all the, they can seem to like win at the game of life through deception. And so our, our sense of the power of truth can be, become distorted. Like, hey, how come the people who are lying are, you know, they're the winners? Truth doesn't seem to really work. But that's where, through the practice of yoga, going inside yourself and realizing that truth really is the way to go, that truth alone triumphs. And and having that, meditating on that and bringing truth into yourself and really feeling what truth feels like, you start to realize that even if outwardly the person who lies seems to win, they're losing, Because what's going on inside them is a disintegration. It's not a happy place inside. And so reflecting on that in your meditations and and really feeling truth and trying to resonate that. So truthfulness in your actions, in your words, and then finally, and this is the most challenging, is in your thoughts, in the world of thought. Because again, just like we learn to control our actions, we can then learn to control our voice, our speaking, what we're saying. And doing that will then make you more conscious of what's going on in your mind. And there you can see there's still, um, there can still be untruth. Mm-hmm. Just, how do you like the stuff and you don't like it so what would you, what would you say are oh. there other cases where there are little like white you know, exceptions or how do you know right so, um, so there is a good example of the the difference between like what they say the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law or in this case you would say Um, the letter of the principle versus the spirit of the principle. And so I would always go with, um, personally, I would go with the spirit of it. So it happened to me that one time, um, so I've been a vegetarian for years and years, and my motivation was, um, I I just like eating vegetarian, but also Sri Chinmoy um, really advocated a vegetarian diet. And so, you know, everyone in my family knew I was vegetarian because it's, Thanksgiving, you know, they all see I'm not eating meat, except one of my aunts, it never really dawned on her, and so I ran into her, and she's like, she was probably 75 years old and really loves me, and since I was a little kid, I, you know, she's always taking care of me, and I ran into her one day down near my mom's um, office in San Francisco, and she said, oh, um, Jordy, that's my growing up name, said, oh, Jordy, I want to buy the best hamburger (laughs) is on the street here, I want to treat you to it, because as a little kid, she's like taking me to McDonald's, and This was like, so I was like, okay, let's go have it. And so, um, you know, I went, I took a, I took a bite, you know, when she could see and then something happened and she wasn't there and then I like threw the rest away. But, um, you know, because of my love for her, you know, that was, that was the biggest truth for me was loving her and how much she cared for me as a little kid and um, even though my like Truth in my life was I'm a vegetarian. That's, you know, what I really, that's my deeper principle. And so I think with our own lives, that's where we have to determine what is, um, what, what's the highest energy that truth is connected to for you. Is it love? Is it um, inspiration? Um, yeah. But it's, 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 I love those kind of like ethical and moral dilemmas when, when, you know, if you believe in something but in a given situation, doing a certain thing. But again, you could also bring it to the idea of, you know, um, non, uh, I keep thinking of non-harming because that's another one of the principles of the Yamas. But the truthfulness in uh, your actions, your, th- your words, and your thoughts. So if you have truthfulness in thoughts, that's the deepest level. And so there might be situations where um, your words may not necessarily, you know, I like the stuffing. So that's not truth there necessarily, but in your mind you're holding truth. Truth for you is love, and and that's what you're you're sharing. So I think that, um, and the Indian philosophy is full of that idea of the subjective nature of reality, that, um, you know, some spiritual teachers say through their meditation experience that there is no absolute truth. Truth is always subjective. Others say there is an absolute truth and so you have to figure it out what what resonates with you. Good good uh good point, good questions. Should we chant Satyameva Jayate three times, Pujar, you want to and then we'll just like seal it in. You want to do the harmonium? Great. We're going to do it with the the three chords or with the uh, one chord? Three chords. Yeah, and the first note? Mm -hmm. Satyam eva jayate Satyam eva jayate Satyam eva jayate Satyam So bring your awareness into your own heart, feeling truth there deep inside, and as you move through your week. When you're faced with a challenge that involves truth, try to turn inwardly for the feeling, for this feeling of truth, and allow it to take whatever outer form the moment calls for. All right, everybody. Thanks for your uh, participation in the community, and look forward to seeing everyone soon. Thanks for joining us. This has been a production of Pilgrimage of the Heart Yoga. Join us at our studios here in San Diego or visit us online at pyo.yoga. Namaste.